Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the very special uh, double-headed, two-headed edition uh, Sunday mini Birds All Day episode, the Wild Card Edition. Hooray! The Blue Jays are going. <laughs> very exciting. Very exciting. They're going to yeah. play in the game to decide whether or not they go to the playoffs, or are they in the playoffs? I don't know. They're in the playoffs. They're, they're close Let's enough. Be serious here. They busted out the champagne today. Uh, which, that's it that's how you know which, which exactly it's how you know they the, i feel like the celebration on the field was subdued but um as it as it should be i think but i think the a celebration is due once that champagne they, gets uh, flowing though then it's just all bets go off that's american sparkling wine i saw somebody uh corrected yeah somebody tweet might have been matt cause the uh tsn guy he's a bit of a wine guy isn't he i think he is i think that's yeah that would make sense that he was uh Wanted to be correct about that. If you're ever going to well actually anything, it should be the kind of booze that people are spraying <laughs> on each other in the face. I I have but I have but one rule of my mentions, which is uh, you can be an asshole or you can be wrong, but you can't be both. So <laughs> as long as, as long as he's as long as he's right, you know, right about that, then God love him. Uh, my name is Drew Fairservice. Again, as I said, this is Birds All Day, and as you hear the voice of the um, uh, the lord of all of the mentions, uh, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? Yeah, I'm old reliable, you know, uh, celebrating with some sparkling American wine here. Do, what 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 kind of sparkling American wine are you enjoying? It's not American at all. It's a, it's a Magner's, but I'm sure it was brewed somewhere in this fine country of ours. Cider is the, um, it's the champagne of near beer, alcoholic, sugary nails of the brain, I think. Yes, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, sure. You Big you fan. have been a, a long time advocate of cider, and I have a hard time with it, frankly. I had a ginger cider today. It was like in my I'm I'm the guy that will be a bunch of crap at the back of the fridge, and I'll drink it. And that was me today drinking some ginger cider thing. It was okay. So yeah, ginger the ginger bit sounds no good. The cider part sounds delicious. Ginger though. can be okay. You know, nice dark and stormy. My brother-in-law got me turned on to Dark and Stormy. Is this, uh, yeah, I've heard that's all right. Yeah. If the if you can get past the insanely high sugar content of the ginger beer, which is a bottle of soda that has about 50 grams of sugar in it, no joke, like heart attack inducing, teeth cancer, nothing good is coming of that. But anyway... Why are you trying to get me off Palm Bays all of a sudden here? I didn't even I talk like about Palm, palm Bays. I like my Palm Bays. I know, but they are syrupy nonsense, much in the same way that this ginger beer you're describing is. And all I can think while you were saying that is, yeah, I shouldn't drink so many damn Palm Bays. They do hit, they do hit so the spot good. when the time is right. Yeah. Uh, and the time is right for a celebratory uh, melted popsicle full of rum. Let me tell you, uh, it looks a little dicey at times. But the Toronto Blue Jays managed to take two of three from the Boston Red Sox. And as such, they get to host the wildcard play-in game against the dreaded and or hated and or division rival Baltimore Orioles. Uh, it's good news. Hosting. I'm glad that they, they didn't even have to f- win the game today, Sunday, against the Red Sox. But they did. Which is great because playing at home is better than playing on the road. <laughs> they, they did barely. I might have died before that happened, but uh, but I think they did. Yeah. Uh, by the skin of their teeth, they <laughs> won these games against a team that was not rolling over, but 
the Red Sox were definitely, I wouldn't say they're rolling over and dying, but they are, they spent a lot of the weekend presenting their belly in the hope of rubs and scratches, I think. Yes, there was a lot of that. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of scratched bellies and, and rubbed tummies, uh, Birds All Day is powered by Patreon. Our listeners are our supporters and they keep us going and they can, and you can join them if you haven't already by heading over to patreon.com slash birds all day and kick us a couple bucks, bucks a month. And then look what you get. You get free. Well, even more free content as we have stepped up the production here. Uh, not only the production quality, Stoughton has a new microphone. Yeah, I finally, you finally got a new microphone and, and we got a second microphone and then my first microphone died. And so we've been, I've been faking it for a while. Uh, but now I've got a new one. Hopefully this sounds pretty good. I think it will. So, I think I'm, I'm, I'm feeling optimistic. So here. far so good. I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, and we've done really uh, a bunch people, of ex- extra episodes so far here since we said we were going to, which uh, as anyone who knows us would attest is the single largest triumph of any of this. Uh, it is a minor miracle. It is a minor miracle. Uh, just like the Blue Jays being in the playoffs for the second year in a row, for the second <laughs> time in franchise history, in the playoffs back-to-back years. One year they won the division, last year, this year, they're in the wild card. And if they win the wild card game against the Orioles, then they go on to ruin the Texas Rangers season. Which f- That would be delicious. I cannot wait. I really hope that this happens. I really hope they get by these stupid Baltimore Orioles. We don't want to look past the Baltimore Orioles. That's what we're going to do. We're going to talk a little bit about the series that just happened in Baltimore, about what's happened since we last spoke, which was only on Thursday. So that's like, what, not even 72 hours ago. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we're going to look ahead to the the wildcard play-in game on Tuesday. We're going to do all that and so much more on this celebratory wildcard edition of Birds All Day. Right, so yes, it happened. Despite the pissing and moaning of all of the negative piss babies who are so eager for the Blue Jays to have not backed in uh, to the playoffs, to all the uh, evocative comments referencing 1987. Oh God, I got yeah, a lot of those. Some of those. The Blue Jays. Yeah. I, I don't think people may not remember they they lost seven games in a row to finish the year. Uh behind the Tigers uh, in a time when there was no wild card to fall back on. The Jays, the Jays, they had a winning record that month, I think it's important to reflect on, uh, which they did not have here in September and October. Hey, they are perfect in October, actually. Perfect in October. You know, yeah. It's all good. We have turned that page. They're good now. There are no pictures <laughs> on the scorecard either. That's the most important rule to remember. Yeah. They do not ask Yeah, how. they're... There are no left on base tallies over there on the scoreboard, uh, taunting us for every goddamn runner that they haven't been able to cash in. Because they don't allow any runs, it's okay that they leave all these runners uh, stranded. That they are unable to <laughs> string together, put produce the beginning for which the entire team is designed. The entire idea of the Blue Jays is predicated upon the ability to put together a beginning, and they can't do it. But who cares? They're moving on. <laughs> I wait. I thought this team was set up to have the best starting pitching in baseball, and then uh, 
hope and pray for everything else that the bullpen works and that maybe the the batters scratch a couple runs across. I thought that's the design here. Well, it's they're really following uh, the model of the 2015 Kansas City Royals, who did win the World Series, uh, but the opposite. So, like, have the good starting rotation, crappy bullpen, and then crappy slap hitting offense. Uh, you know, work for them. Profession. As I mentioned, as I mentioned earlier today, in a in a completely meaningless statement that nobody should really care too much about, and I shouldn't even bother repeating, those Kansas City Royals they went nine and five uh, in their first fourteen games in the playoffs last year, uh, which took them to their two one lead in the World Series, which they closed out against the Mets. Uh, the Blue Jays, for as bad it is, as it has felt, uh, went eight and five over their previous thirteen games. And those Royals were so basically the twice. same. Thing. They were moments away from being eliminated, were they not? Well, they also, I believe, were yes. Oh, both. Well, in the ALDS, they were almost eliminated against the Astros. And it was the year before in the the play-in game against yeah, that's Josh right. Donaldson and his yeah. Oakland A's that the, the, the uh, Royals were. Yes, yeah, that there. crazy that crazy game where uh, they should have been out, I believe. But yeah, you know, you make a good point. That of course, obviously, the baseball or the playoff. Uh, scenarios are a little bit different. That uh, there's lots, there's lots. I think in the Jays' favor in the playoff scenarios, for particularly uh, all the days off. The days off help. Uh, the days off help because uh, for um, a few different reasons. Number one reason: the starting pitching is uh, has been amazing, but any extra rest you can get some of the guys, um, or actually, well, just keeping them on their regular rest. You know, Marco Estrada. The, the, much was made when they went to the six-man rotation about his struggles with that extra day, but. Uh, a guy with a bad back can always use a bit of a break. Uh, Aaron Sanchez, who is so far beyond what would have been considered a reasonable innings limit for him. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Uh, the flag fly forever is now just uh, ride Aaron Sanchez until his arm falls off. That's the new vote. That's the, that's the literal interpretation of flag fly forever, is pitch yeah. Aaron Sanchez until he dies, um, which will not happen before Roberto Osuna like, falls over dead on the mound. <laughs> you think he's been a little uh, a little worked? Well, and it's funny because we either, we went on and on saying you gotta use Osuna more, and then now it's not. I don't think that he's necessarily overworked. There was a, there was a time last week where he got a little bit overworked, um, but he just doesn't look like himself, which suggests that that in on the balance he has been overworked. Still hitting ninety seven there when he came in today. Well, I, yeah, it's the TV gun, but that uh, I don't know. He, he looked okay. I, but I think yeah, it, I don't, it felt it certainly felt shaky. I don't think that the velocity is 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 in question. I looked at it today, so uh, I was all worried about his his strikeout rate because his strikeouts are sort of dried up. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a concern. But it's easy to forget that one in one of the games, one of the home games they played in Seattle, um, Osuna came in and got four outs. And he struck out all four of the batters he faced. So, think about that one. Yeah, so it's pretty good. That's pretty good. But in the well, in the seven innings he's pitched since, he has one strikeout. He pitched another inning today, did not record any strikeouts. One strikeout in seven innings. You want to go to Grilly? Is this what? It's I don't like, want to go to anybody. I just want to. Yeah, I want Osuna to be. Better, I want him to yeah. be. I want him to be better. And I, I looked at his Brooks page a little bit. I'm not sure what I want to make of it. His vertical release point has been steadily increasing. 
all season. Hmm. So I don't know. Again, I don't know what that means. Uh, it has resulted ever so slightly in, in particular, his fastball being thrown higher in the zone. Higher in the zone. Yeah, I noticed that. I was looking at his page the other day too, but I, it looked like it was. I don't know. The shading made it look like he was throwing higher in the zone a little bit, but then if you actually looked at the percentages that were on each quadrant, uh, or not quadrant because there's multiple, you know, so there's not just four of them, uh, it, it didn't look all that that different. I thought, aha, he is pitching up a little more. Uh, maybe that's a fatigue thing, even if the velocity is the same. Mm-hmm. But I ultimately decided to not pursue that line of thinking about it. I mean, yeah, I don't, and just and then just made the you know the shruggy uh, gesture and went on with my day it's it's difficult to read too much into that and to average you know pitch heights or average um uh release points if you um, one thing i will say though if you contrast the the his average vertical release point this year to last year last year at the end of the season his his release point really went down and then this year it started up higher than you know kind of average to where it was the year before and has only steadily increased all year long so I don't know what that means, but I'm yeah I'm more I'm less worried uh, about him becoming a starter next year as much as I'm worried about him surviving the winter. That's sort of the only thing that I got really got my eye on is to see whether or not he turns up in the spring with a working arm. That's that's a real nice thought. <laughs> Timely. <laughs> Let's keep going. Back. Let's keep looking past Baltimore. Here. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's not look past Baltimore. Well, let's spend a little bit um, more time again, just looking real quick at the Red Sox and what happened this this season. They started their A lineup for the most part, right? They they it wasn't like they ran out a bunch of bums at any point. No, no. It was yeah. It was full games of Betts, Pedroia, some that that DH guy, whatever his name is. And God damn it, if he didn't, Brock if he didn't yeah. hit a bloody important home run on Friday night, uh, oh, yeah, that was supposed to be meaningless, Poppy, for fuck's sakes. Well, you could definitely accuse. Why does nobody talk about him being on the? Was he on the Mitchell Report or was he? Uh... They did talk about it. Rob Manford <laughs> talked about it today. He downplayed it. <laughs> the commissioner nobody baseball cares. was like, nah, nah. <laughs> If you're a nice enough guy, nobody cares. Or you are the appearance of a nice enough guy. Or maybe if you're, well, yes. if it was illegal, the manner in which that was leaked, uh, and the that the results were kind of dubious uh, in the first place. I have no, it's like I could not care less about that issue and and like, you know, shoving that piece of paper in somebody's face. But I don't unless know, I don't it suits A-Rod, your, I don't think Arod got away with uh, with being named in that quite in the same way. He did, but also I guess Ortiz. I mean, is this really what we're talking about? No, I guess I, guess I still it doesn't need to. Be. But I mean, I mean, he t- he played in the testing era mm-hmm. for many many years and and did fun. And he's forty he years old, having the greatest forty year old season uh, ever. Totally normal. Totally, he's one of a kind. Never one would accuse him of anything untoward. What does he stand to gain when he's already said he's done? <laughs> I'm not saying that there's anything that he would do from which he would gain. Uh, but no, that was that was unfortunate. That was uh, well, well, well. The Cecil gave up the home run, which the uh, really not well placed pitch that uh, yeah. on the the Red Sox broadcast, uh, Jerry Remy uh, was 
orgasmic. He was so impressed with that piece of hitting by... I believe that he was, yeah. I do, I do seem to recall that now that you mention it. Uh, because it was, because he knew what he wanted, and he cheated, and he sat there waiting for it. And then he got it. Good for him. Good for Brett. Somebody, who was it Zahn? Somebody brought up like a like getting a signal from somewhere. Oh? Yeah. Somebody brought that up. But was there a runner on second? Maybe there was. There, was there a runner yeah. on second? I don't, I don't doubt it. But I don't think that he was ahead. I think two zero or two one in the count. Like might have been two zero. So I, I, I like your idea that he was just cheating and, and waiting. Well, he, he zoned up. He was like, I'm sense. looking for. I, I know I'm going to get a fastball here, and I, if he throws it inside half, half the plate, I'm going to hook it into the seats. And that's exactly what he did. He had like opened his stance up when it was his stride. He was just ready to turn on that pitch, and he got it. And it was supposed to be away, and it. Oh, was it not ever away? It was the... No, but Brett Cecil's good again, right? Yeah, except for Brett Cecil, the unleverageable. Brett Cecil is... Uh, wrongly. I'm, I'm going to assume wrongly. But I... Brett Cecil is quickly... Or is becoming the guy in my mind who is really good when the leverage is not high. It's like the Michael Saunders of pitching. Yeah. Oh, Michael Saunders. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> do we have yeah, to? It's just not, I, oh, but what do you? It's, Good Canadian. It's the lesser of two evils, right now. Um. Oh, are you talking about that Upton guy? Oh man, that he might. Be people trash. are ready to cut him. Just set him free. Just pack up. Send him on his way. It's, I mean, I think someone will trade for him with this contract because they don't. I, I forget how they split it. Because they're only paying five million of what was left on his deal, but I don't know how much it was for this year, how much is for next. I could, year, I think it's, well, it's only five million bucks total, wasn't it? Yeah, but so they've already, but so they've already paid a bunch of that too. Mm. Like depending on how it's split, right? I mean, it could be league minimum next year, and they put and the five millions on the Jays' books for this year, and so next year they can, you know, that will determine how cuttable he is or how tradable, I guess, he is if somebody wants like a warm body, but. You know, but yeah, it, it it has that experiment has not quite gone. As it well it as could not have gone worse. Here, here's an idea: maybe never trade with the Padres. Um, you're right. There definitely there will be interest in a guy like him. If you're a team, for example, that only has one viable big league outfielder on contract under contract <laughs> for next year, definitely would have your eye on a guy like Melvin That's Upton. Unfortunately, true. Unfortunately, yeah. true. Um, something that you I think you said. Showed up in your mentions or somewhere like that was that uh, uh, John Gibbons, who's now in the playoffs for the second year in a row, uh, should be the manager of the year in the American League. I think someone said it should be in the conversation at least, uh, and he is in the conversation. And, and the, the made made the I think good point as much as Gibbons drives everybody nuts, uh, or everybody who gets driven by nut by Gibbons nuts. He does. He, he's made some bad moves. I'm not. I think I, I do defend Givens a lot. I'm self aware enough. I know that I do that, uh, and that that probably drives people nuts. Who were like, "Are you kidding me? What was Osuna doing in to protect the four run lead the other day?" Uh, but if you think about like as bad as they've been in one run games, or as bad as as the bullpen has felt at times. You know, he went from, look look at what he's cycled through. Look at the garbage that he's had to deal with back there. You know, getting Grilly in mid-season and Benoit and then losing him in September. Having Arnold Leone and having Jesse Chavez and Gavin Floyd back there. And, and you know, 
I mean, it's kind of like maybe water just sort of found its level a little bit, you know, with like, a, you know, a guy like Joe Biagini. I don't know if you give Gibbons credit for that, but but he managed to find a way to make him a useful piece and use him properly. And I think that there that there is some merit to uh, to giving John Gibbons credit for uh, for kind of taking a tire fire and making it into a smaller tire fire. I don't think that I'm ready to give John Gibbons credit for literally anything at this point. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. I have all kinds of time for John Gibbons and his rep, his bullpen reputation and his, his bullpen management was some, was kind of the stuff of legends and things that we were all excited to talk about. Uh, ready to believe. Yeah. Ready to believe and things that, that, that kind of uh, made sense when you watch them in context, but I don't know that I see it quite so much anymore. And you, we, you, we've talked about it before, but guys, managers who are who have, who are looked upon as great bullpen managers tend to be the kind of guys that have some monster at the back of their pen. And John Gibbons, when it, when you and I would be like, oh man, John Gibbons is really good at managing the bullpen. He had a bit of an unhittable BJ monster, BJ Ryan monster at the back of his bullpen. This is true. Uh, this and is now true. he's got uh, Roberto Osuna, who was for a great amount of time an unhittable monster. And now is just moderately terrifying. I don't know. Uh, he does he does what he can, and I I'm happy that to see him kind of reflexively or or uh, without any fear of hurting him feelings, he plugs and plays with uh, Saunders and Upton, and then he runs for for Saunders when he uh, given half an opportunity, as one does, hmm? as one as does. one would. Look, got to the playoffs. With that bullpen, with Batista being on the DL twice this season, losing the bat of Chris Colabello, I'm sort of making the like herder sports writer <laughs> losing with, a, the with bat. an award vote <laughs> kind of an argument here. But I I don't know. There, he overcame some, some adversity, and here he is playing in the fake playoff game to get into the playoffs. So if they lose the playoff game, does that change the equation? No, he made the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. There will be bunting <laughs> on the field. It will be broadcast at some. Well, by a impartial third party, playoffs. Hopefully, Dan Schulman. Hopefully, not an impartial third party. But Does ESPN get to that. cover those games? Uh, it's probably TBS. Oh God, don't even. I don't even want to think about what that might mean. Harold Reynolds. Um. Anyway, I don't think John Gibbons is going to win Manager of the Year. I don't think he deserves. To win. I, don't I don't know who would though. Who would win I Manager John, of the Year? John Farrell. Buck. Buck Showalter. Yeah. No, that's you could you could give that to him every year. He's just that that good. spastic moron in Texas, <laughs> the one who got all the luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He managed the hell out of the the team with the best ever one run uh, one run game record. That is one thing I will say real quick. Um, despite all of the bad press and all of the worry and and concern about the Blue Jays' record in one run games, uh, at the end of the year they will they will finish the season with a only only being four games under 500 and only lost four more one run games than they won which is that's cuz that's cuz when the bullpen blew it they really blew it <laughs> so the whole, so the 30 blown saves ended up it ended up not being one run losses but i think if you went and said like what's their one run game loss record by month they won two in a row and they lost one i don't know they won the walk-off here, walked with the walk-off. It's almost like you, those games are a coin flip, and you tend to win 50% of them, usually. 
Unless you're the Rangers. And, and human garbage. Anything else worried about Roberto Osuna? No, no, no. Okay, let's move on then. So that was great. Thank you to the Red Sox yeah. for uh, wasting everyone's time with a million different uh, ceremonies and bringing out Ray Bork and Bobby Orr. Bringing out Bobby Orr really got my uh, in-laws' attention. They were really into that. So they were like, oh, he looks good. He must have a lot of makeup on. That was the comment. I heard when Bobby Orr wandered <laughs> with his half knees onto the screen. It's the greatest of all time. No doubt. Um, Wildcard game. Facing the Orioles. Giddy up. In Toronto. Get that big playoff gate. Who is going to they, start they split it anyway. Who's going to start the game, Mr. Andrew Stoughton? It's looking like Liriano, right? Ah, he was up in the bullpen today. He was. So I and I, I saw Shai Davidi tweeted. I guess that means Marcus Stroman is going to start the wild card game, but it could be you know one of those things where oh, Liriano's throw day anyway, so we'll have him throw in the bullpen, and if we need to bring him in, we can do it. Because uh, yeah, I it, I think manager of the year John Gibbons w- should look at the uh, the splits on the Orioles and go with the left hander. The numbers against left handers are pretty; they make a very strong case. Worst in the American League as a team. And I think if you look at the position players, it's like Machado is is like lifting them up considerably as well. I think his weight runs created plus is like 150 against lefties. And there's a couple guys, a couple of their regulars who are like floating around league average. And then everybody else is dog shit. Yeah, no, it's, we uh, talked about this last week, you and I. Yeah. Or I, I did yeah. on Sunday. Oh, we actually, it's probably both. Um, Maybe. He that Cannot be stated enough. No, it's true. Trumbo struggled, struggled against lefties this year. Uh, and so has Davis, Weeders, uh, and yeah. Jones. Uh, Adam, Adam Jones, Jones been garbage. Yeah, uh, they the the Orioles also smash ground ball pitchers, which is something. Yeah, I'm a, I'm very okay with with Stroman not getting that. Started. And they smash finesse pitchers, which I think we could agree. Marcus Stroman would definitely fall under that category, uh, and it's not to slight Marcus Stroman, who's been quite good, and and uh, you know as. Many of us are trying to move him into the bullpen. Uh, it's not because he hasn't earned the right to start, but I think that, that Liriano is a better... In this game in particular, Liriano is the best matchup for the Blue Jays. I, I think so. And I think I think Stroman, I mean, we've talked about this, but yeah, I think Stroman is the bullpen weapon too. I think he's a guy who will fit better into the bullpen, even though you know having a lefty would be good. Uh, but I mean, if you... The way Greeley and the way Biagini and Cecil have been going lately, and Osuna, I mean, adding another guy who can get outs at the back end of that bullpen. I mean, uh, and we talked about this for sure. Tw- the, the Jeff Sullivan tweeted the usage of of you know the starting pitcher by you know what rank in the rotation and your bull your you know your most used reliever, uh, you know through the bullpen mm-hmm. in last year's playoffs, and it's the you know the same percentage of usage went to the top two relievers as did the fourth starter, you know, in terms of innings. So, so it's not like you'll be, you'll be seeing less of Mark Stroman. If you move him into the bullpen, you'll be seeing probably about the same amount as if you left him as the fourth starter, only you'll be doing it in much more important situations where maybe you wouldn't, you would otherwise be using say Jason Greeley or Joe Biagini or Brett Cecil, uh, who right now maybe don't look like as good options as Marcus Stroman does. And it also moves everybody down one, obviously. So that means yeah. no Tapera or Schultz or whomever else. Uh, what's his name? Matt Good, <laughs> Handgotti or whatever the guy that was freaking out in the in the clubhouse. Today? Oh yeah, uh, Dermody. Dermody just living the life. Yeah, killing it. You might as well. 
You're Matt Dermody. All right, so let's let's do the rostrator thing then. So, if sure. you and I are both in favor of Liriano starting against mm-hmm. against probably either it's either going to be Ubaldo or Chris Tillman. I wonder which yeah. way Buck will go. Uh, it's a good question. It's a that's a bit of a different. Uh, who, who do you want to see? I want to see Tillman. <laughs> yeah, fucking right. You want to see I wanna, Tillman? Til- I want to see Tillman. Tillman's too, a better yeah. pitcher, uh, but he is a guy who the Jays have demolished. Uh, he's having yeah. a much better year this year than he did last year when the Jays just ate him alive. I I mean, can Buck really not go with Ubaldo though? Like, like, can you imagine if he went to Tillman and the Jays just destroyed him and, and Ubaldo's sitting there? But can you imagine if you go to go to Ubaldo and he has a Ubaldo Jimenez start? Yeah, like, that's also, I guess that's the other side of that coin. Yeah. This conversation is you and I arguing for the, to the, to, for the two date, it has a 50% championship leverage, this one game. And we are arguing on behalf <laughs> of Francisco Liriano and Ubaldo Jimenez to start for Two teams playing for everything, and it's 2016. That's crazy. Love it. Well, Francisco Liriano's good again. He has Don't been. That. At one point, he was. <laughs> Maybe one day he will be again. Uh, no, he's I'm, been good. I'm he's been sold. real. But I'm he sold. did the same thing in like right before he went to free agency, where he was bananas for like 10 or 11 starts in a row. I was ready for the Jays to throw money at him. I'm like, he's figured it out. His mechanics are fixed. He's good. And then he was. He was out of the rotation at least twice already as an Oriole. Where they were just like, no, you can't. You're in the bullpen because you're so bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now here he is maybe starting the most important game of the year. Or Chris Tillman, who, uh, again, he pitched well a few times against the Jays. But I don't know that he did so uh, in Toronto. I think that he may have pitched uh, really well in Baltimore. Going to give him – it's going to be one of those things. We're going to get that – you think Buck's going to get that deep into Which it? Which doesn't mean anything into other the, than – Into the home road thing or – I mean, I don't think that Camden Yards – the Jays aren't a team that's set up to really take advantage of the ways that, the way that Camden Yards is set up, I don't think. I mean, they don't have a lot of left-handed power, right, which plays up at Camden and would probably True. mess with a guy like Tillman more. So if, let's we'll, – we'll dive into full rosterbation here for a few minutes. Number one question for you. You only have 25, uh, 25 man roster plus however many little uh, guys that get to hang out. Um, yeah. Do you put Aaron Sanchez on the roster for Tuesday night's game? I don't think you do, no. I think you want him for game two or whatever if you move on. That's only one day of rest, right? So even you're not yeah, going to use him think, in the bullpen. Yeah, I don't think you bother putting him on. Uh, you can take an extra pinch hitter, an extra bat. Do you put the rest of the rotation on? I put Strowman on. Well, yeah. Do you put uh, you put Estrada on? Strowman and Liriano. Uh, what day did he pitch? Did he, pitch? he pitched Friday, didn't he? Yeah. He pitched Friday and Hat pitched Saturday. Do you put Dickey on? No. Then do you have a long man? Do you is Scott? Does Scott Feldman still? That's exist? what Estrada is. Yeah, beyond even Strowman is the is the long man. Does Feldman? Do you put Feldman on? Feldman has you know Gibby no hope for, with Feldman. Yeah, no, I, Scott Feldman doesn't exist. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't think I do. I don't think I touch Scott Feldman. Okay, so I, I made a little list and I, I gave up after a few. I, I'm okay with Estrada, like for emergency, just to be there. I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with Estrada and 
I would ra- obviously you would rather not have to use. But I think it, then it becomes a hap question. Do you keep hap up, and then you start getting into the like really random sort of? I do like I do like the idea of having hap against the Orioles, though, as we stated about the lefty thing. But you would hate to you would hate to burn him what, for what kind of the situation next start? But you got to get there. So. What kind of situation are you looking at in which you are then using? J Hap in a one game series, <laughs> a situation where, like, what's the where, like what 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 kind of situation you, is going to demand J Hap? Like, it, is that not like a by the time he gets in the game, all bets are off. Like, it's I, it it depends on how Gibbons feels about Brett Cecil, doesn't it? So you you're advocating. I just want to make sure that we're clear. You're advocating potentially using J Hap as a yet. loogie. No, I don't hate that idea. Oh my! I well, okay. No, here's the thing. Because you got to prepare for some scenarios. I no, I'm not I'm not saying that he should maybe be the first cut. But but I mean, like, look at today. Uh, you know, Ortiz ended up coming back around in the ninth inning, and obviously they went with Osuna there. Uh, and they probably would again, but there, you know, there could be, there have been uh, games in which, uh, and I mean, Baltimore doesn't have a left-handed hitter like that, so maybe, maybe it's a bad example or bad, a bad idea. No, Chris Davis isn't that guy. But, yeah, yeah. There you Chris go. Davis yeah, is like but David Ortiz, but bad. Yeah. Chris Davis is the, is is a good is a good hitter. He's he's only good enough that so Brett Cecil can get him out. David so Ortiz is better, and Brett Cecil, therefore Brett Cecil is unable to get him out. Yes. So then I'm ex- I'm exactly backwards, and there's there's exactly a guy. So I mean, if you use Cecil in the seventh, if you feel you need to use him in a big spot, maybe there's another big spot a couple innings later. You would like to have someone who's not Aaron Loop come up and face Davis. I mean, maybe that means Osuna, but maybe it's uh, I I don't know. I, I, it could be handy to have a guy like J Hap around for that kind of purpose. Uh, even if, again, you would have no interest in using him. I mean, I think this is something that you can do because of the way that, you know, you have 25 roster spots to play with and you don't need, you know, most of the rotation. That's To me, that's a little scary. The it's idea, too far. Even it's just a, the idea of, I understand. The idea of giving John Gibbons that option is a little bit horrifying, <laughs> as we saw last you mean the guy? You mean the guy who brought in David Price to uh, mop up that R.A. Dickey like With like a five-run lead or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, to me, if if he gets down to that point where okay, we've got to get Davis out or uh, you know even Weeders, uh, I'm looking at Stroman at that point more so than I'm. But again, so th- like in this, this yeah, is one of those can, okay. You can, so you can, but it, maybe it's nice to have the option. I mean, or maybe it's like who who is he taking the roster spot away from? I guess is that's maybe true. A better question. So you know, I I'm not like I'm not saying I want to see Jay Hap pitch in that game at all. But I don't know if it comes down to it, you would hate to be like, "Fuck!" as if we didn't put Hap on the roster. Yeah, that's this true. Spot. That, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. Uh, even if we needed Jay Hap to come in and get one guy, but then you got to get him loose. And yeah, you want to you want to think about the excuses you'll have to make for losing and work backwards from there. <laughs> uh, okay, well, rather than going down the entire thing, uh, we do have twenty five spots, and so. Basically, you start kind of doing a bit of a plus-minus off of what the 25-man roster looked like on August 31st. Uh, mm-hmm. If you take off Sanchez, do you put on Dalton Pompey? Yes, for sure, right? You add Pompey and you keep 
all of the existing outfielders. Like you keep Zeke and Saunders and Upton and Pilar and everybody at Bautista. Uh, if I have to, if I have to drop, say Melvin, I could probably. Live You'd with rather that. have, but I think I, I think Pompey for the pinch running. I think that's I think that's a thing that you should. Pompey do. is what one at bat in a month. Oh yeah, he's not touching a bat. No. Like he hasn't. Yeah, he's been faced like he hasn't been. And in a real game in a month. Do you know what I realized? I saw somebody tweeting about it today. Not to ghettoize Dalton Pompey in terms of saying like this is the this is who he is. This is what his career is going to be. Uh, Terrence Gore, remember Terrence Gore for the Royals? Mm-hmm. Yeah, their pinch running expert kind of guy that stole them a bunch of games and stuff. Are you familiar? Mm-hmm. I, yes. Uh, Terrence Gore has zero big league hits in his career. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a single hit. He has no hits. He's got, I don't know how many at-bats. He's got like 30 steals or something stupid like that. <laughs> and no hits. Well, that ain't right. No, it's terrible. That ain't, that ain't right at Let all. Let the man play. Give him a start. Throw your glove on, Terrence. But yeah, I mean, I think you need Pompey for pinch running. Okay. Right? So then you need... You know, if you get, you know, you're you're down a run or you're tied in the ninth. You know, Bautista gets on. You want to fucking... You're going to bring in Zeke? Zeke's probably your starting right fielder at this point, apparently. So, yeah, I, I think Pompey's on the, on the team. I Okay, well, let's, let, let me get to that question after. Let, so if we are looking at the 25-man roster, so we take off Josh Tolley. And, For sure. Well, we guess we've already kind of taken off Josh Tolley and replaced him. Navarro's the backup catcher. Yeah, uh, Tolley and Dickey You gone. take Dickey off, For you sure. who do you add in Dickey's spot? Um, I mean, you're going to have Goins and Barney. Both on the roster, both playing in that game. Probably. Goins Barney. Seems a bit much, but Andy Burns. Good to have some options. I don't think Andy Burns. I mean a reliever, right? Like who who wasn't on the twenty five man at the end of the Well you got what? Who's on the You know, you want you're gonna want to have Tapera or something like that on there if he wasn't if he's not already part of your list. He's gotta be on there. You don't have you don't have Benoit, so we've got you know, again, Danny oh, yeah. Barnes, Loop, Feldman, Schultz, Tapera. Like this bullpen is dog I shit. I think Loop you need. A, I think Loop you need on there. Yeah, because this bullpen is dog shit. Oh boy. Yeah, Loop is the guy who gets his feelings hurt when you waste Jay Happ to bring him in after you've already burned Cecil. And somehow you sleep at night if you're John Gibbons. <laughs> okay, so then I think we saw was it Saturday or Friday? Uh, the lineup, it featured Jose Bautista in the outfield. Right? They they had Bautista yeah. in right. Yeah. Oh, that was against the lefty. That was um, that was Saturday against... Uh, Rodriguez. So that was Upton, yeah. Bautista, and Carnacion. Do you do that against the Orioles? Or are, you, are they playing Zeke again? Like, Zeke is... Oh boy, I have a hard time. I I'm I have so low, so little faith in, in Ezekiel Carrera that any I, opportunity. I, I can't imagine why. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's uh, he's our Alcides Escobar, right? He's the guy who it makes no sense that this works, but as long as it keeps working, but does it? You keep doing it, but that's stupid, of course. So sorry. Uh, Saturday night was was Upton got the start. Batista was DH. It was Zeke hitting ninth. Yeah, it was Friday night. But was it Saunders that made Saunders made the catch though? He came in eventually. No, remember uh, he made the meet the le- the leaping catch. Was that that's right, that's right. He made that great leaping catch. And Friday night was when 
Bautista made a really nice catch on a David Ortiz rocket that has like an 880 batting average on balls in play, like stack cast <laughs> balls right. in play, and, and goddamn Jose Bautista ran it down. Didn't look so hot running today. No. The crazy man on the bases there. He was chugging a little bit when he tried to There were to a lot of people who were wondering if he, well, uh, maybe he slowed up. Uh, maybe he thought I I I still think that ball was a damn home run. So maybe that's what it was. And the Red Sox have it's not a long throw, and Jackie Bradley Jr. has one of the best arms in the outfield. I think so. It's so easy when, especially when it's Bautista or someone like him, who a runs like a lunatic, and b is mm-hmm. got a bad foot and is old, and it's so easy to kind of cast that blame while at the same time acknowledging that Jackie Bradley Jr. hosed him and Xander Bogarts sure did. Hosed yeah, great him. throw, the cutoff man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, 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 how granular do you get? Is this one of those where, oh, Smoke's got three hits against Tillman or two hits against Dubaldo, so you don't start him or, or Big Zeke? I don't know. I think you don't start Smoke because he's fucking terrible, I believe is the reason behind not starting Smoke. Probably the same reason you don't start Saunders, if you want to know the God's honest truth, <laughs> Canadian kid at all. I mean, come on. He's, you're, losing, you're, you're losing playing time to Zeke. Having a guy like Zeke when, who can bunt is actually not bad. I, everyone obviously hates the bunt, but it's a weapon. In these in these games, and Zeke is one of these guys where, I mean, it's easy, you know, obviously there's lots wrong with the bunt, but successful bunts are cool. Bunting for hits are cool. And, you know, this is always a thing, like you'll hear Wilner talk about, uh, you know, oh, the bunt doesn't always work out. And it's like, yeah, I watched Anthony Ghost try to fucking lay down a bunt for about three years straight and couldn't manage to do it. But Zeke actually is capable of getting a bunt down. And getting a, getting a uh, bunt down that is a, a an attempt to, to get a hit that will serve as a, as a, as a sacrifice rather than yeah, a guy who... Yeah. Well, even uh, that amazing quote that Arden... Well, I'm sure Arden and, and some others had it, but Arden was the first to share it from Pilar. When Pilar bunted against, against Kimbrell on Saturday night. And he said sometimes mm-hmm. he said it's hard. It's hard to bunt against Craig Kimball because he throws so hard and he has that ridif- ridiculous yacker that you can't bunt that fucking thing. Uh but yeah. as Pilar said he's like sometimes you just got to put your sack on the line and get the job done. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. But with Zeke it's a, it's a weapon and so it brings all of the you know the corners are playing and everyone's wary of it so then you can it opens yeah. up different avenues, and also it makes it's the not, pitcher think that you know there's Kimbrel who's thinking maybe not so high up on his like in his terms of his skill set. So then he airmails one of them <laughs> to the goddamn yeah, no. uh, uh, backstop. No, having that is is there is value in it when it can be done well. I, I we had a perfect example with Ben Attendee today trying to lay down a bunt and popping him up. Buntings are. It's not. It's not an automatic, which is a which is a reason to dislike the bunt. So this is now uh, you and I but when, advocating. But when there's someone who is, you and I are now advocating for Ezekiel Carrera A to start a the most yeah. important game of the year. B, C because he can bunt. What <laughs> fucking world are we living in? One where we already advocated Ubaldo and Francisco Liriano starting this game over Stroman and Tillman. The world has gone bananas. A little bit. Uh. Hey, Joe Joe Saunders. Joe Saunders beat you Darvish in that play-in game in 2012. Hell yeah, he did. As as you tweeted or retweeted or I, I saw someone tweet it and mention it again. So, hey, you never know in this game. That's why I won't get into this, but that's why people can fuck right off when they get all negative about everything. 
Jays weren't going to be able to win a single game in Boston. I don't know if you heard that. And also, Detroit going to win out in Atlanta because Atlanta's bad and Detroit's good. So good teams beat bad teams all the time. And it's not a crazy game at all. It's a game that makes perfect sense and I can see it from here. Shut up, you fucking morons. It's, it, it, watching, the word professionalism gets thrown around a lot. But when you when I, I was watching the end of the Mariners game uh, last Saturday night, again, they lost mm-hmm. an extra innings to the A's, which ended their season. The A's playing for nothing. They play for the A's, so they're actually yeah. playing for less than nothing. Yeah, you couldn't have, you wouldn't, you couldn't have tell. You couldn't be able, you wouldn't be able to tell by the way the A's are going about their business. It, the, like that is what, what professionalism looks like. They go out there, they play for their their job, they play for a check, they play for a future earnings, well, that, yeah. and they play for their for, for pride. <laughs> it, it, it's really impressive. And the Yankees did the same thing this week, and the Red Sox did it today and yesterday, where they could have run children out there they could have been going around half-assed but they didn't every they game they were the, sweating every pitch because even though the red sox have nothing to play for could have done what the jays did last year and just got drunk for a week like literally gone to the field drunk professionals yeah. at its highest <laughs> but no you're absolutely right i mean that drives me nuts too but you know when people start talking about uh you know the, the runners in scoring position stuff and making the implications about oh the, the pressure and we joke about michael saunders you know with his his lack of clutch hits. It's like these, these literally every at bat these guys take is an audition for their next employer or a, an audition to keep their current job. And uh, there's pressure on them throughout and throughout their entire, you know, careers from high schoolers into the draft, into the, you know, the pro ranks. There's the, the, the notion that we have of pressure because we're watching mm-hmm. this entertainment on TV is different than what they're, you know, these guys, they're, they're yeah, they, there's pressure. And there's there's reason to be doing what they're doing, and that's why you see guys, you know, be professional in these kind of situations. Because yeah, if you're some scrub at the end of the you know the end of the A's bench and you're playing in this game, you're not you're not just giving yourself up to, and looking like a moron out there. Like they're it's and you're an A, so you're playing for not only your GM but literally you're playing for literally the other yeah. twenty nine teams in the league because you could yeah. be on that other another team. At any given moment, if when you're a moment of the, uh, member of the Oakland A's, uh, I don't know. I think that's about it. We've gone. This was supposed to be a mini episode, and it's certainly not that. No, it is. It's gone. We've gone well. We've gone well far into this. Uh, they're playing another game Tuesday night. God only knows. But I, I, we probably won't do another one of these after that. After two, uh, like immediately after Tuesday, but we'll do another one probably Wednesday then, as we set up uh, the next series. Or the long, cold, despairing winter. That sounds about right, yeah. Hey, look, I, I wanted the Jays. I was hoping it was going to be the Orioles. Here it is. I can't really complain. Well, they're either going to win or they're going to lose. Mm. So, <laughs> you don't have to brace yourself for too many different possibilities. It's just those two. Just remember, not only will are you going to die... <laughs> it's going to hurt the entire time you're dying. <laughs> Not true. No. No. Anyway. Did I tell that story? Did I make a, a parting shot? Which one? That my my grandpa that my grandfather's in his eighties mm-hmm. and he was like like he like sometimes he'll snore and like he won't my my nan will be like reading and it's like oh he's like he's he's like it, it sounds like he's not breathing. Oh there he goes, you know, mm-hmm, it takes a little mm-hmm. while <laughs> one of those kind of deals. And there was one night apparently uh you know a couple weeks ago where it like 
it took him a while to start breathing again. And she's like getting concerned and like, what the hell? And then starts like nudging him like, hey, what the hell's going on? Are you not breathing here? And he got really, really mad apparently, which is very out of character for him. And telling her to shut up and was like just livid that she woke him up. And then in the morning, as I've been told, said, yeah, I remember this. I was really mad because I was just, I was in the most beautiful, amazing place. And you like woke me up and I was like, no, I want to go back to this. It's like, yeah, you stopped breathing and we're dead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But so apparently it's really nice. Good, good. So, I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. Yeah. And that. So that's, so about, uh, I don't know, 11 p.m. Tuesday night. We have that to look forward to. So much to look forward to. All right. Enjoy the game. Ending, ending the season with a loss to Ubaldo. Please, please don't. I, please don't let that happen. Uh, that, anything but that. I, I was on SeatGeek the other day, and I was contemplating buying a ticket, and I didn't, and now I wish that I had. But maybe I still will. It would be great to go. So, yeah. if you're going, enjoy it. If you're not going, get somewhere safe. Uh, somewhere in the basement, where you can go in the event of the end of times. <laughs> Uh, and again, it's Get the some. Orioles. Beating the yeah. Orioles it just feels like second nature. Won the season series. No problems. That's why the Good game's here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enjoy the game. Playoffs, baby. For Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Fairservice. We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day. <laughs>